We flipped a coin, okay? You and me. You and me. Coin flip is sacred. Y'all ready for a show today, baby? Ah, no time, baby. We've been waiting all week, baby. This is where it happens right here, man. We man up, we stand up. We man up, we stand up. Welcome, everybody, to episode 26 of the Coin Flip NFL Week 8 2019. Here, as always, your host, Gup, with me every each and every week, Tambo at Totag and Tambo on Twitter. Tambo, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing good. It's uh, another Wednesday night golf situation, so we're grinding it out up and down, left and right. And then, yeah, hearing you say Week 8 is a little bittersweet because we're pretty much at the halfway point of the NFL season, or we're getting there. So, you know, lots of time left, but it is, it's seeping away ever so quickly. Yeah. I think most consider it halfway with week 17 kind of being a crap shoot, especially in the DFS world, obviously betting and all that. Um, and they'll still be DFS week 17, but for the most part, you know, halfway point, um, a lot of interesting games last week, which we'll review here shortly. And then, um, Man, for all the predictions and everything we had, one of them, one of them we had was also last thing I said Saturday night in the Audible was you know massively less scoring than we have seen overall for the slate was the kind of the prediction and that absolutely held true. So interesting games this week on the slate. Um, obviously Wednesday, a little bit of disadvantages trying to dive in too early. There's a massive amount of unknowns um, that it's. I mean almost imperative that being a, being a part of Saturday nights led to some big green screens in our Slack, um, just because of information we get to digest for 48 hours, 50, 72 hours after this. Um, and even sometimes that didn't help, um, DJ, you know, David Johnson, IE David Johnson type deal. Um, but I think there's some great games. I think there's some sneaky games. How was week seven for yourself? Um, and then I'll recap mine. It should have been a lot better. Like you said, we had some damn good calls between last week on, on the coin flip and then the audible was pretty much the nuts. I think besides the fact that, you know, David Johnson, the news that had come out on Friday that then flipped into, you know, Chase Edmonds going off completely. And, and that can happen. It is what it is. Nothing you can really do. I know a lot of people had said, you know, I would have smashed harder if I had known that. Well, you would have, but so would have everybody else. He would have been like 50% owned if that was the news that came out. So it's sort of the game we play. Other than that, it wasn't uh an overall great week. I got like, I can't remember now, something like 50th. I played the big 3K for the million up there. And I, I had one lineup that was top 10 all day and just fell out uh, a little bit on super draft there. I got 13th in theirs. And then overall on the week down, but it was just, you know, a lot of chances, lots of opportunities. We got quite a bit right. So looking forward to writing the ship this week and getting back at it. What about yourself? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm debating going a different route this week. I discussed it with you a little bit. Um, not only PGA, but NFL, and I mentioned, I think Monday, I had some DMs of people asking me if I had a, if I was going to dabble in MME, how would I go about trying to figure that out? And I was like, what, what do you mean? 
like, well, you never, you never done it. You're, you always just do one to three. And I was like, no, no, no. I was like, I, I, that's how I got into, I mean, I was MME a lot. And when I made my, some of my big money was MME type contests and builds. I went to one to three because I felt the competition up there and the cash lines, the variance, all that kind of stuff gets limited. Not, not only because of the dollar amount, people are a little more conservative, but less pools. It had nothing to do with style or builds. Like I, I think one of my bigger strengths is, is my lineup construction within a pool on a 50, 100 plus type lineup. A lot of it has been time, right? You know, we've been trying to get this thing off the ground and, and, you know, limited resources and we don't have, I mean, JB behind the mics, you know, pretty much full time for us. Um, and then, you know, me and you and some of the others, we all dual role with, with our other careers. And so, it's really having the time to put 100 and 150 together, especially these first six, eight months of the business kind of booming and getting going. So it's really been a personal choice, not because I didn't know how to build, but I think because my pools have been so good um, and, and, you know, dicing it down to a three to five lineup type deal gets tough. And I normally have, I've had some of the better plays on the slate, just not the right combination. And so I'm actually thinking about taking it and going, you know, a hundred in the nine dollar something. I don't know though. I definitely did it this week in PGA. Um, NFL, I've been very competitive, even in the single build type contest, even looking at the coin flip. Um, I'm always in the top half. I could almost take half my bankroll and play cash, and I think I would do well, at least get my bankroll and then play. I seem to do well in the three to max in football because I do think it's it's super hard even to get the right combination because back to what I just said about golf type of the contests are so big, you can still they'll have a great lineup and there's just so many thousands of people in there. Um, it's very, you almost, I mean, you have to have the nuts in one shape, way or form um, to get up into the big prizes. So I'm reevaluating some of that. It doesn't mean I'm changing my process, but it means I just, there's a little heartburn, you know, when you, when you hit on Bridgewater, what was it? Two, three weeks ago. I mean, every week that the sleeper Bridgewater, type, Bridgewater, I, I, I mean, Brissette, Roger, yeah, Rogers, Rogers. Three in a row, three in a row. Yeah, Saturday night, one of the last things was I, I mean, I was playing Rogers naked because we didn't at that point. It was like, we don't know. What does it matter if he's, I, I think he's going to go off. So just play him naked and then and then stack around him. And did I do that? Fuck. I mean, no, <laughs> I mean, I, I I didn't when it got down to my three lineups, I, you know, I, I didn't do it. You know, I had to make a cut and I was just wishy washy at the end and second guess myself and paid for it. Right. Um, I had golf. He was in my main lineup um, and that lineup did well. Um, return money for me, but the other two that I put in the three maxes, and then I actually had five in some of the, you know, uh, five max stuff, did okay. Um, nothing great. And, you know, lost about 40% of my bankroll. Betting was great Sunday. Um, I, I, wrote, I wrote up in my recap this week, I, I almost went Patriots minus 10 and ate the juice Monday night because after the announced the injuries were kind of leaking like I thought two or three of the guys were leaning a lot more to playing than not playing and like the five that I was keeping an eye on like all five of them were out I mean I thought I'd at least get half like two two and a half was kind of over under and I got zero and I was like damn I should just get out of this game I had a great Sunday I think I was five and one if you don't count the parlays which are just a little half unit stuff uh my only loss I think was the Bengals um and then I, you know, I let the Jets ride and they get destroyed. So that, and it was a two-star play because a week ago I got an early thinking it was a good line that obviously was, you know, a bad play by me. Still finished positive. Uh, uh, college football had its first loss betting wise. Um, 
you know, in five, this was my, I think five weeks. Uh, started out horrible in college football and then went hot for about four weeks and took a step back this week. But, but on the right path, doing the right things there. Um, you know, what PGA has been rough in the fall swing for whatever reason. Um, can't put my mind on it other than just not just unpredictability of these guys and where they're at. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll grind through that. Don't want to get off topic. Um, anything else on last week before we move on to affiliates, sponsors, and then uh, review the listener league? No, but not majorly. But I think if we didn't really have a topic for contest selection, you just brought up a great point that I can just hit on quickly for people is that, you know, you mentioned about not what, you know, multi-entry versus not. And obviously we always preach this. You got to pick your style and and roll with it totally. You know, I like the mass multi-entry and you like to play one to three max. But just looking back, I think what people don't realize, and it's for me too, I don't feel my bankroll is even big enough for my style of play. But like anybody in poker, for example, they play poker tournaments to win the big money. And then you see them move it into cash games and or $10,000 buy in smaller fields. So it's the same thing for me in DFS. Like if I won the million dollars tomorrow, I probably wouldn't keep pressing for the million all the time as much as I would join some of the 777 three max join the 3k three max because you then you got the bankroll to do it right now. I don't want to put 9,000 into three entries for the whole week when I can spread my thoughts out something that I'm good at to get the bankroll built up in the tournaments that have that, you know, tougher situation, but people confuse it. I think sometimes I think, Oh, you got all the entries. You can win all the money. That's not the case. It's you're better off to be in the smaller size fields, not necessarily the bigger buy in small. It's just any smaller field gives you better odds. It's that factual. So uh, I think it's a good point that you brought up on contest selection and that, you should roll with what you think is right for you, but don't don't steer away from these contests if you think you got a better shot in them because there's you know quote unquote pros or whatever in it. Doesn't mean they're going to have the best lineup all the time. And in fact, a lot of the times they're worse off when they have to put their single bullet in. And that showed a you know at the start of the season, weeks one to five, when I did well in the King of the Gridiron, that was all about consistency and a five week process. A lot of big names that you would say are pros and are winning in the multi entry tournaments were way down the list after five weeks of having to put just one entry. Well, and it's a good point that, and yes, I had my big summer last summer, which allowed me to adjust my bankroll a hundred percent to your point. Like I wasn't For doing sure. that before I hit that month stretch, you know, in, in the big money. And it doesn't mean because I got the money and I had the leverage, I had been monitoring and you know, this for months, if not a year, those bigger contests, I pulled it every week and reviewed it. And I felt once I had the bankroll to go up there, I would be able to compete in that. In the very first week after I hit the first six figure in golf, I played the dome and I won it. And, you know, and it, it was kind of a, you know, self-rewarding because I was like, I knew I could compete with these guys. Um, I just wasn't, I didn't have $5,300 to put in a dome every single week because you're not going to win it every week. So you have to think long-term and go, all right, do I, can I do this six weeks in a row and hope to win whatever? Um, and I couldn't until that point. So I kind of changed my process to an extent, but I always felt I could compete in them. Now, if I felt, man, I just can't narrow down to a one to three lineup, I don't care how much money I have. I still wouldn't play in them. Um, Another deal to your point that's going to be more for the premium members, and I'm going to talk about it some in in some of the articles coming up. Like there's a lot of great spots that I think people miss out on um, because it's not the main slate. Like showdown to me is a big luck box deal, whether you, um, uh, arm wrestle it, power arm it with maxing out, you know, in the big $10, 1500, every single time, not, not too many people can put $3,000 into a showdown slate. 
every single slate for weeks on end. If you can, more power to them. Um, and I don't think just because you put 150 in, it guarantees you there's still some strategy to it. But like I started looking at, you know, I do this in college football. I started looking at the Sunday, Monday slate, the two game slate to your point, like I'll play two or 300 bucks um, in a, in a hunt. You know, I think the hundred dollar this week was like 200 people, 170 people, whatever. And I felt I could use leverages of uh, um, people are antsy. And so mo- a lot of people, and I studied this for like the first six weeks, I didn't play in it much, but I kept looking at the contest results and I was like, mo- a majority of people, not majority. Well, I'd say majority because it's over 50% play a lot of guys on Sunday night because it's coming on that night and they want to watch them, right? They forget that Monday is just 24 hours away. Right. And so if you really, I talked about, I talked about this to OG last Friday that I was like, if you really like the Monday matchup and you think I use the betting world when I get in these smaller slates and I go, all right, I may fade the public quote unquote, and you can do this in a $3, $5 single. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be, the money's irrelevant. It's, it's a taking advantage of a situation and you go, Man, everybody's going to be on, like, you know, Monday, everybody's going to be on, you know, the Ravens or whatever. Um, and, you know, I think this game's going to be way more competitive than what they think, blah, blah, blah. And you could take advantage of it, a two-game slate like that. Whereas in a 12-game slate, there's more variability of what the nuts is going to be. But when you can isolate it down like that and you have that two-day difference, um, and I'm doing some research on the, the one that goes Thursday through Monday because hardly anybody – you know, we'll play the Thursday or Monday guys. And if you really like those matchups, it may be a good slate to get in. And I mean, you don't have to play in the main slate um, to make your money, do what's best for you and do some research. It does take time and effort. If you're not willing to put the time and effort in then just keep playing the main slates and do whatever. But there are niche slates within sports that allow you an advantage. If you want to take, if you want to take advantage of that um, college football is a great example. I, I play a lot of the afternoon only or the three game night or, or stuff like that, that some may forget about. They just load up on the Saturday morning. I've already done the work and the research for the two thirty slate. So I'm gonna go ahead and probably play it. Um, it may be a single bullet and something, a hundred bucks, 50 bucks, whatever, but it's been successful for me. And it's it, to me, it's kind of like my cash games. Cause I don't really play cash. I tend to cash in them at least and always at least get two or three X back. Um, so thinking outside the box as a DFS player, if you're wanting and to that is a great, my next great point is you know our sponsor for the year super draft these guys are committed they're they're putting the bucks up there um they're gonna be around for a while and if you're trying to build bankroll and understand logic and thinking and it's something that's new and and quote unquote you know sharps may not be getting into because there's not huge dollars if you're not playing it a you're giving away free money because it's virtually always rate free but they have little slates and little contests that isn't, isn't big money, but I play it. I mean, just because even the PGA I'll do like, I mean, they have PGA, they have NBA, they have MLB, they have NHL, they have NFL. And all, I think, I think an easy way for me to say, and you, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I know you're in there a lot like me. If you're a hundred dollar a week player, your hundred dollars has way more plus EV and can go a lot further in super sure. draft than a DK right now. No, no question. It's free money. And, and it sounds like we're biased and we're just pushing it, but I'm telling you, it's literally free money for the fact that it's unlike some of the other sites out there. You don't have to pay a subscription fee to get rake free. It's just the fact that they're new and they're starting off with a different style of game. It's completely basically rake free when you play on Sundays, especially for football, because they're not filling the tournament. And it's not, I'm not going to just brag and say it's super soft, but I'm going to say when you have our tools on Gup's Corner, the guys are putting it out there. D-Rock's got a great article and some stuff up. It's not that hard to figure out because there's multipliers and you can use the projections 
and put a multiplier against it and then figure it out and get yourself up there pretty quickly. It's, it's not really that difficult if you know the value plays and some stacks that got good multipliers and then boom. So if you're not and on we, there yet, highly recommend it. Yeah, we got guys that are, are putting five lineups in the $20 and returning money every week. You, Big you time. Know, and just, you know, and so, yeah, I may play 20. So 400 may be too much, for, but I'm not going in there maxing it by any means. I, I know I don't have to, because there's only 40, the big contest this week is $80,000 guaranteed, 10,000 first. It's 4,700 entries total. What's the Millie maker this week? Probably 200,000, 300,000 people. 200, yeah, 205,000. Yeah. And so I, I can throw 20 in there and I have plus EV all day in that contest. It's probably not going to fill. Uh, we hope we're helping them fill it and we hope you sign up. You know, and I didn't get to that point, but yeah, go in there, go to our website, click it, whatever you want to do, you can get to it. There's an app just like DK, you just type in super draft in your, wherever you get your apps and use the code GUP and you get $10 free on top of the $10 you put in. So you immediately get 20 bucks to play the big one if you want. Um, and then once you put that money in play, it's yours. So if you put 20 bucks in and win 80 and pull it out, you're done. You don't have to commit to it. Obviously, they're rolling the dice that you enjoy it and it's a little bit easier to cash and build some bankroll um, and come back. That's their plan, right? That's, that's their marketing strategy, but, and they hope guys like us that, that play a lot on the other platforms will try it out and, and use word of mouth. That's why they wanted to be a sponsor. And, and I, I assure you I'm in there every week. I know Tambo is and a lot of our Slack is cause we actually have rankings and I have an upload tool. So if you like to upload a bunch of lineups for the main slate, we have that. So as far as what you can do with it, I mean, it's really a good place to get started and understand, especially if you're newer. Um, and especially say you've been, a, a, say you love DK NFL and golf, but you're like, man, you, you guys are covering NBA now, but I feel lost. Go over to Superdraft and play. I played Superdraft last night, NBA. Um, did way better over there than I did in. I, I actually, uh, I actually almost took down the slate with like five different entries. I was winning the $10 for, to the last game with like five minutes left in NBA. I had three entries up there. It's like I said, it's softer. For sure, but check check this out real quick. Not not to drag it on, but twenty dollars in the DraftKings Millie Maker is at a two hundred and five thousand. You come eleventh place at a two hundred and five thousand, you get ten grand. Okay, on Super Draft, you put the same twenty bucks in. The forty seven hundred man tournament only filled thirty four hundred last week, so thirteen hundred guys free that didn't make it in, and first pays ten thousand. So you're playing one out of thirty four hundred for the same as eleventh place at a two hundred and five thousand with way different fields, way smaller. You're up against way less people with 150 or 140 max entries. So uh, we've said enough. I think, you know, our sponsor of the week, <laughs> sign up right. using promo code GUP, but I'm telling you, we're not just talking about it for no reason. There's free money over there that you can go get yourself some of. The, the other nice thing about it, and, and we'll move on, is if you are super casual in, in the salaries and understanding and whatever, if you just want to go pick a lineup of guys you like, you can do it in there because you can play every player you want to. It's just a multiplier. So you can play LeBron, AD, you know, um, Steph and whoever build your team. You like to watch for the night or build it around a game and you have no salary restriction. It's just LeBron, maybe one X and another game, maybe 1.75 X. Um, that's super casual. Now there is strategy eventually. And as we continue to cover it and others are going to hop on, I'm sure there'll be some strategy and we have that for you. If you want to take that, that leverage in football, for sure. I'm sure we'll do some in NBA as we get rolling. We're just now getting that product going out. But if you're just, hey, I'm going to watch the NBA game tonight. I just want to put a lineup in. It's way better and more chance to win over there than DK all day long. So give that a shot. Fanshare sports, use the code GUP, get the pro advantage, 20% off anytime monthly or annual direct link on the website. They have, 
in-depth ownership projections, tags, everything for NFL, NBA, I mean, uh, golf. They have an NBA product coming soon. Um, so it'd be great to couple that with uh, Preston's coverage we got going content-wise. Um, they have a lineup builder, if you've never used it, um, that they kind of rolled out this year. Um, you can go try it out if you want to do that. As always, PFFF, Pro Football Focus, one of the best deep dive analytical football sites out there for all needs, not just daily fantasy, all fantasy, college draft, all that stuff. Right now, you can click the link, use use our link and the code. I think you have to use code GUP. It tells it on the website for sure. Get $50 off the Elite package or $10 off your first month of Elite. So $50 is annual and $10 off the first month. If you think football season is almost halfway over, why would I do it? A, you can pay monthly and you get the first month 10 bucks. So um, then you can cancel if you want. But if you're a guy that loves deep diving in the offseason of moves and college drafts and who's coming up, these, these guys cover it 24-7, 365. So you can stay on top of all that. Um, good resources if you get into best balls and stuff like that, you can use some of their coverage. We're going to cover that stuff as well, but they deep dive into it. So you can, you know, if you're wanting to start planning on who's made the big offseason move, who has a potential in their new homes, this place has got a good to start researching that as best ball comes around in the spring and summer. As always, rate and review us on iTunes, Instagram, Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, Twitch. Um, big giveaways coming up. We will be announcing our, our huge giveaway for 2020 here in the next probably a couple weeks maybe a little earlier um it will benefit you to have done all this when we start giving away merchandise dk money any of that kind of stuff um anytime you do if you do all those it take you about four minutes to do all six maybe and you get six entries you get double the entries on the itunes when you give us a review if we do a big giveaway i always pull a winner from someone that has reviewed us on itunes you guys have been doing a great job for that the last month it really helps us um, so get in there and do that. If you don't know how, reach out to us. We'll let you know. I know some people say they can't figure out how to do a review on iTunes. Uh, we are going to have some lingo going out on that so people can see it if they don't know how. But it's fairly easy once you get in there. It, it can be confusing if you've never done it, I guess. Listener League is up this week. We will be giving away a combo pack of our new merchandise shirt and hat that is scheduled to release no later than next week. Uh, we 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 approve the final proof of the final final product that we're going to add to our store. Um, we're just waiting for it all to go out at once. So you guys can take advantage of some combo packs. We'll be out within less than a week. Um, kind of a crazy deal. I know I've been saying that and you're probably like, what you, what's happening? They, they actually relocated to a brand new warehouse, new place, uh, one of our providers, and it kind of delayed them on getting our last product done. They are relocated and they have our, our, merchandise going now so we're hoping we actually get it by friday but worst case over the weekend we get to roll it out next week last week's lineup i don't know if you saw it, tambo give me your thoughts it was k or actually kyle sal's um 196.94 which was massive last week um that would probably would have won a lot of contests Bursette, barkley fernet uh mvs uh ty tate Waller, Murray, and Bears, um, pretty strong. I mean, not, not no weaknesses. I don't, you know, cash s, but I mean, I mean, couple, of, I mean, couple of unique deals. I mean, fairly cashy for the most part. But man, he hit all the right places. Murray um, was l lower owned for the for the Ravens. Um, any initial thoughts there? How the build went? I think it's what, like what you said. It's it's more of a cash build, but it wasn't with what people used as their cash plays. 
So right. it wasn't really a super correlated lineup or anything. It looks like it's going to just take down any GPP, but sort of fit in all the nice pieces, everything you want to play. And obviously took it down. Like you said, 196 last week, I would have begged for that score. So I'll tell you, that was a good score versus some of the other ones. We At one point last week, I think people were saying the first to 100 wins because it was such a bad start. So many backups and, you know, everyone has Ingram and Rhett Ellison scoring and, and Waller doesn't get his touchdown. And then later he gets them. So it, it's like one of those days. But, yeah, great lineup by him. And congrats on taking down the Lister League. Yep. Um, time to get going on this. I know you guys, we, we got a little off track there. But some of those things are important, um, you know, especially if, if you don't aren't with us every single day. It's, it, it is an advantage to get in there every day because you get the kind of feedback constantly. We have another not-so-hot game tomorrow night, Tambo. In your best efforts to get through it, Redskins at Vikings, minus 16.5 favorites for the Vikings. Tomorrow night, 120 seconds or less. What do you got? Uh, I'll wait. uh, I'll give you some, and then I want to hear your thoughts. But, I mean, it really feels like the other night with the Pats. Uh, It looks like one of those ones where you just load up five guys and then whatever guy from the Redskins fits. I mean, I'm not going to purposely – force a red skin in. I know you have to at the end, but I'll sort of build what I want from the Minnesota side. Honestly, at, at least go, if you're, if you, even if you're multi-entering, I'd probably have way more four and twos and five and ones than I normally would versus putting three of one side, three of the other. It's not a super strategy. It's just the obvious, you know, it's sort of an onslaught build when you've got a spread like this at home, Minnesota can basically do whatever they want in this game. Um, obviously today, the news, big news was dealing is out. So it's been announced early. So you can fill in your lineups with digs. I think, that's one of the situations which Gup talked about, you know, a couple of weeks ago and we re-hit on again last week where just because he's out, everyone's going to just plug in digs. And I think they'll forget that a, they're a running team. So cook still fits. And I like him B they've got some other guys like Irv Smith jr. Who I think could fill in a spot and be all right for a cheap flyer. Uh, and then, you know, you got still other guys like Johnson and, and certain receivers that they've got there that could fill the hole as well. So I don't think it's just automatically a digs game, but you could, you could obviously put him in as a value there. Um, and on the Redskins side, the only thing I really got is, is McLaurin F1, Terry, scary Terry, whatever you want to call him. I, I think he's a great player. So if he happens to fit and fill the spot out, but I have no problem getting a Richardson in there for a garbage time touchdown or something like that. Even Sims jr. Something random. I'm just not going to have like a kicker from their side. I'm not going to have their defense in there at all. And, and then roll it from there. What do you got? Yeah, pretty much agree. I think you could. Um, like a Trey Quinn, someone that could get a lot of targets from the Redskins and kind of get points that way without just a ton of a big game. The Vikings have been successful, successful to the deep ball. Um, so I think F1 can be in play. Obviously, if they're smart, that's kind of their only deep threat, you know, for the most part. So you think they'd cover over the top and keep that away. But I would probably lean Quinn or F1 there. Um, I like the one's Quinn a call. Se- yeah, Quinn, one's a safer call and maybe could get – like he gets six targets for 50 yards, and that's the only player you play off of there. That may be, that may be the best points they get. Um, I like uh, Laquan, Laquan Treadwell at the Vikings. I think you could have the Redskins doubling up on digs. Uh, Treadwell is similar and, and just as – you know, we'll play, probably play out of the slot. Um, could get some catches. Obviously, I love Cooks. I'll be, I mean, I, I, I imagine Cooks will be high as the captain choice of the night or the D, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, sneaky play could be like captain kicker and then load up on every Viking you can with, with, with Quinn uh, as your fifth. And then maybe you get two or three field, you know, Redskins aren't defense is better than what you would think, but they are on the road. So, I mean, if they were home and they were like giving up 11 on the spread, I'd feel a little better. 
but I agree with you. I, I may go the kicker, captain kicker for the Vikings and try to get just all that offensive talent. Something to be, yeah. especially if you're in a big pie, if you're trying to be unique. Like if you go chalk, like what you, there's not many options when you assume so many people are going to be on four, four, two stack or five, one stack. Right. Exactly. So if you got cook as the captain, then I would make sure you leave some money on the table because he's going to be the most popular captain, but to or your play, point, yeah. The They'll defense and the kicker are, are yeah. oh yeah, but but I mean ahead, that to sorry. me that to no I was just gonna say that to me is silly because yeah. even though I get game theory that's like basically what I do I, I'm trying to think that way it's just one of those spots like last week you want to jam in all the Jets against the Patriots good luck it was just right. very unlikely that you're gonna get three of them I didn't mind two you could do four and twos last week and you, and like you were even on the Jets I like the Jets I thought they were gonna be all right I didn't know Darnold was gonna be seeing ghosts and shit mm-hmm. and then we we're gonna have to play that game so I'll tell you what this game's totally different I like this. Spot for Minnesota quite a bit. You nailed it. I love the call on the kicker, actually, to be even different because everyone's going to move to the D now after seeing the the Pats D get there. Go to the kicker because they don't really push as hard for those touchdowns in the second half. And you can get the the kicker and the captain and still have Cook in your lineup because he's going to do the damage early and they'll get it to a little bit in the second half, but maybe get a Cook-Madison, right? Because then they're just going to run the clock out. Think of the game script, tell a story, and build your lineup. That's what it comes down to. Yep. And the reason everybody is here is the playbook. We go quarterback, wide receiver, running back, tight end, defense, um, quarterback, and tight end. We do one each, play, fade, and value. Defense, just a play and a value. Obviously, fading defenses doesn't make sense per se. There's obviously some ones you want to do, but with so many choices, we're really just going to narrow down for that. Um, Tambo, kick us off quarterback. Who is your play, fade, and value? And this is the main slate only. I did have someone state that we don't ever dictate that and maybe i haven't so that is my fault i thought that was probably implied but when we cover this we this is strictly sunday main slate um you know the big one so kick us off there yeah and good point i mean we do the thursday game for a reason we've talked about that in the past why we do this on wednesday for sunday and monday action if you want it it's there you just got to be in the slack so hop on over to guff's corner join we'll have all the sunday monday stuff in there but for quarterback for me this week i'm, I'm gonna go I don't know if I'm going back to him, but I always like him. But I think Watson's in a great spot, right? We just saw Rodgers tear up this, this um, Oakland defense with second-tier wide receivers, basically. Didn't even have Devontae Adams and whatnot. So I know he got his guys back, but they were all supposedly half healthy, and they just tore him up. So don't mind going back to Watson there. He's got, you know, his weapons are Hopkins, who we've been waiting to have a big game. Hopkins had a good game last week, but I think here's still a big game from Hopkins waiting to happen. I think this could be it. So I'll get there, but I still like no pun intended stills because with Fuller now out for the, whatever it's going to be, I don't know if he's on IR or what the plan is going to be out for quite a few games, but you got stills there. Who's pretty cheap. And he still got Kike Kute uh, and plus his tight ends, Fells and Akins. So I don't mind him at all. Honorable mention for me would go to, to Russell Westbrook. I think we know his spot and I think he'll be popular, but I still like Watson, uh, especially because you know, Westbrook could soak up some of that ownership. Fade's going to be simple. Uh, I think it's a running game for the Rams. So I'm going to be off golf. I know that last week he was in a good spot and people were back on him and he showed up again, but it's tough to figure that situation out. Even at running back. I just think that McVay is smart enough and that organization is smart enough to know that that's the way to attack. They got to run. Everybody's been running all over Cincinnati. I mean, you know, look at uh, Fournette last week had an absolute floor game, you know, fell in the one yard line, couldn't get, or got stuffed or whatnot and could have got in later too. And still got like 20 DK points. So they're going to run on him. I'm not big on golf here. And then my value is right at the $5,500 mark is going to be Minshew. I just think that there's going to be some pace available against the Jets. I think that they, you know, could end up seeing a little bit of a back and forth there. Uh, And he's got his weapons, right? He's got Fournette, Chark, D.D. Westbrook, even Conley 
emerged a little bit last week. So uh, it's a cheaper value stack with guys with big upside. Chark, Westbrook, they can get multiple touchdowns. And, you know, one guy gets two, one guy gets one. That makes the day for that stack. And then you leave Fournette out or you can mix Fournette in with those guys. So that's sort of who I'm on this week. Gup, what do you got? <laughs> well, um, same didn't shit. See that, didn't see that one coming. Um, Stafford's my play. Um, okay. I, I love Stafford. Um, I, I will, I could stack many different ways there. Unless I feel like he's going to get chalky. I just think people don't like playing him in general. Um, too many heartburn games, but like, I think uh, Bobby brings this up a lot in college, but you know the style of play that they've they've changed, which has been mentioned a lot. And if you watch game film, which I know most people don't, but if you pay for us and we talk about it a lot in 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 you know Slack and all that, is they're allowing him to feel comfortable and throwing the ball down the field. And I think the D is playing a little bit better. That gives him that they um, go to my Sooners, right? When you don't feel like damn, if I don't score here, we know they're scoring. And so now we're behind. I mean, there's pressure to that, I'm in a sense. And when, when you got a D that can not to be the greatest on earth, but they can at least stick in a game, you know, like they did versus the Chiefs. And you feel like, all right, if we don't get it here, we can we can maybe get a three and out type of deal. It changes the philosophy. And then having the different um, – they already changed their philosophy in, 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 with offense this year. I like him in general. I think the Giants um, have some weaknesses. I also do think the Giants will be – just thought of as like a shit team after what happened last week. We were all, I was all over the Cardinals um, winning that game outright. And uh, even in the Sunday morning, I had people coming at me, hey, Giants are winning this money line. I was like, okay, well, we'll see what happens. I didn't really talk shit afterwards. People already knew it, so there's no point in me doing that. But it doesn't mean they're a bad team. I just didn't like the spot. Um, Barkley coming back, he still looked hobble, got hurt a couple times in the game. Um, but they can compete. I mean, if you play Stafford, I think you have to hope that the, the Giants compete move the ball down the field and keep the Lions moving it. Obviously, Johnson being out for the year now, I believe, he's, I think he's on the IR, um, would lead you to think maybe they throw a little bit more. They're already throwing a pretty decent amount. So I like Stafford. My fade's Wilson. Um, this will be a theme of the night, the Atlanta game in general. I believe it's one of the higher games on the slate. Um, it's probably still off the board betting-wise because of – unknown of Matt Ryan unless something's happened in the last few hours I've been away from internet to see if he's been updated at all but last I saw he's just probably questionable and hadn't he, done yeah he said yet. it came out that he said he wants he wants to try but he has to see if he's going to be okay for the game first so and, and he, like, he wants to go and, and we did talk last Saturday night um which was another call that was dead right on that um I, I said they're done and if they get down early it's going to be a shit show and that's exactly what happened they got curb stomped at home i don't feel any differently now i mean they traded sanu that that team is done for the year um they could care less i don't care that at home how does that impact wilson they're gonna be able to run the ball that is the falcon strength but if that team just i mean if, when you go through a losing culture and a culture that you know is going to change with the new head coach and all that we talked about this on the audible saturday night that's a that's a demoralizer in the locker room. I can tell you that. I've been there. I've been in a losing culture, and then turn, you get the you get the rejuvenation next year. But right now, you know, unless they fire the coach, kind of like the Redskins did, and you kind of get a hey, let's finish strong type mentality. My worry is Seattle gets up early. Maybe even their defense. Um, Atlanta's been turning the ball over. It's twenty one three real quick. And does Russell even need to throw the ball? And do you get, I mean, for how much he costs, I wonder if he has that. And I'm following a game script like, like we talk about all the time. 
I don't know if he's there. I mean, they could, he could be just, they could be chilling in the second half and not have to do shit. And so just keep pounding the rock between, especially if Pitney plays, you know, just sub them in and out, make some throws, move the chains. Let's get home. Let's get back home to Seattle and get focusing on our year. We're, we're not losing this game versus Atlanta type deal. Maybe that changes by Saturday, but that's where I'm at on that game. Real, real quick, Gup, what if I told you that the line came back out in the spread? It's 53 and a half total, minus three and a half Seahawks. What's your take? I'd hammer Seahawks. I mean, it'd okay. be a six star for me. If I, if I can get it on my book, it'd probably be a six star. I, I just, think it's I out just, now. I think it came back out in the last hour when the news with Ryan supposedly playing came out. But I, I like your take on the game, and we'll get to the running game shortly. Who's your value at quarterback. Well, so Minshew was in. I was like, hey, no way he's going to pick Min. No one's going to pick Minshew. So when yeah. you pick him, I'm like, shit, is he going to be popular now? Um, I like Bursette, but he didn't really technically fit our model because he's 5,600. So he's kind of my 3B or my, my 1B there. But I like Minshew as well. I think people have forgot about him and think, oh, it was a two-week wonder. No, he's good. He's, he, I mean, that team's growing, going through growing pains. Ramsey's out now. He's gone. That headache's gone. Like you said, which was my notes, um, great talent on offense. They can run the rock and the Jets are going to have to respect the run, which should open up the pass. Um, is a great get healthy spot for the Jags. What I also bank on similar to Stafford is the Jets being able to be competitive. And I think most people will think, I think the game script in most people head will be the Jags dominate. Uh, Fournette runs all over him. Why would I even think about passing? The think out of the box game script is the Jets aren't as bad as they show. The Patriots are pretty damn good, um, potentially all time good by the time we get to the end of the year. And they're young. And so they're going to have up roller coaster games all year long and they compete. And if they make it a 28, 23, 24 type game, Minshew could have a good game here. Um, so I, I, I agree with you on Minshew. I, that, that would be my play under under 55 first set if he could fit him. Uh, just kind of a side note, I'd play him. I'll lead off running backs. Um, I'm going to go play running backs other than CMC. I mean, that's just – we just can't – until they get him above 10K or 10K at least, I, he's, I mean, I think it's hard to, to pass on him. I'd be interested to get your thoughts. If okay, I got any, uh, yeah, I, 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 the only thing that I pause is, is there going to be any reluctancy thinking the 49ers is just this all-time 46 bear defense from 85 and yada, yada, yada. Um, and and Carolina's on the road, so they're going to be disruptive against Allen. I just, I just think because McCaffrey's such a complete, especially if they do stop him running, the, passing the ball, he can still catch it and get it. 9200's getting up there. Um, so that it's a little caution for me, but I, I mean, he's my, it's kind of like go-to if you're going to do it. The two I actually would play other than that. I like, I still like Fournette, um, obviously leaning towards the stack there, $7,800 running the ball. He looks healthy. Um, looks, looks good this year. Game script thinking that they do throw the ball some and, and open up that box a little bit. Um, you know, maybe he can get a little active. He has had some, some receptions this year. That's not been normal for him. So I like that as well. And and then another potential game stack, I like Indy. So I like I like Mac against Denver. I think Denver is another team that's on the verge of Atlanta-esque. Um, and they're going on the road, which is even worse. And so they just shipped out their best wide receiver, um, Elway or whoever. I mean, uh, they're kind of waving the flag, I think, and going, all right, now we got to figure out who's going to be our quarterback going forward. Flacco's god-awful. We just wasted money on him or whatever they did. Um you know, and so that's a rebuilding situation to keep an eye on. So you go on the road, 
they could get slacked real easy. Um, they could keep it competitive, but I like, you know, I like the advantage O-line versus D-line there with the Colts, and so I like Mac at 6,100. My fade as of now, um, this was tough because there's so many kind of scenarios there that are still out there. I don't know if there's any update on Kamara. I do like him um, because I think, and this was an underlying deal last week, um, Patrick Peterson makes a huge difference to that D, and I think it showed some. Everybody's going to say, what's the Giants? Well, that's fine. Go watch the tape. If you watch the tape, you understand that having a Patrick Peterson allows you to play your defense differently, no different than in Indy. You know, I heard someone talking about – Lindsey Phillip or Philip Lindsey this week. Oh, Colts can't stop the run. That's bullshit. You, you don't, you just, you're just anecdotally say that as a, as a host or whatever you're doing. Some of these guys that don't watch football. Yeah. They can't stop the run when their best fucking defenders out, but he's been out he comes back last week and it's a totally different team. You have to account for injuries when they leave and when they come back and it's a different team. And so they can stop the run with, with, with him back now in Indianapolis. Patrick Peterson doesn't make the the Arizona Cardinals the end-all, be-all now, but he allows – he takes away somebody from that team, isolation, and then he's a leader on the field as well. He helps the young guys a tick up for Arizona with them on the field, which I felt that last week as part of my, my handicap betting-wise. And then I think that factors in this week as well, um, which – Kamara out of the backfield will be key in that situation. I don't know if Bridgewater is going to get there, but I think he's going to have to. But I just, I just think it's going to be an uptick, and Kamara could potentially be chalky at 7,600, so he's my fade for now. Value, uh, Sonny Michelle, 5,200, I believe. Um, I didn't think New England was just going to pound the ball against Cleveland. Cleveland's been susceptible to the run all year, and nothing's really changed there. Um, they're at home, coming off of – a good win. I do think Cleveland keeps it close. I'm eyeing them as a close, meaning that I think it's 13 and a half right now. Uh, we're going to start approaching some of those numbers back on the Randy Moss year where like every week, you know, Patriots were 16, 18, 19 point favorites. And so at some point you got to try to find a team that could do well. And, and as I talked about Monday night, the only way to beat New England is have super stud wide receivers that can beat the man. Cause they're going to play man all the time. Beckham can do that. Now, are they going to put it all together? I highly doubt it. I'm not in that boat by any means, but I like Sonny Michelle. I even like James White as well. But my last value is actually going to be Hyde for Houston. Um, I, I don't like the values this week. I'm interested to get your thought in general. I think I'll be paying in the fives, high six, in the sixes at least. I, I don't like a lot of low value right now, but if I was dip, dipping down here, especially if Houston-Oakland becomes a potential chalky game, which I think it will, Hyde could be a sneaky stack. I don't know. I'll hear your thoughts. You're better at that in general. 4,700, I think Oakland doesn't stop the run very well in general this year, and so I like Hyde. What, what about you on the running backs? Um, yeah, the CMC stuff to kick it off first off. I mean, I actually hope people tell everyone to play CMC. I'll start with my fade, and, and it's not – like, I, I'm, all, I'm the one that always says, when everyone's fearful, be greedy, right? The, the same old Warren Buffett saying, but Tampa Bay stopped CMC. He got to the, the, to the box score because he got a one-yard touchdown and then another 25-yard passing touchdown, which I get they can pass to him here too. But in that game, he was on like 25 carries or something. He had like 1.4 yards per, per rush. So, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not – San Francisco has proven to stop everybody. I hope people are on him. The only place I might have to play him is if everybody's going to be on him in cash, then – He's a guy you don't want to be, you know, dead on the day against. So maybe that's a possibility. I'll see as the week goes on. Obviously, it's an early look. But I think Barkley being right there, I'm more than happy to go back to Barkley. I don't know if people are going to be on him or not because he tweaked it again or whatever. But I, I like him. I, you know, 
someone joked on Twitter this week that the, the defense don't matter crowd is going to be have their feelings hurt this week when, when they roster CMC. Because I, I think San Francisco's for real. You called it last week, the week before. You've been talking about them being for real. I think there is a way that they can stop CMC here. And I don't want to pay to find out because he needed two touchdowns in that Tampa Bay game just to meet what would pay off a $9,200 salary. I don't know if we can count on that every time from him. So my first play is Barkley as a pivot to, to CMC there. People are going to go back. And then you already hammered it in the last conversation with the Russell fade. That means the rush game. And I got to like Carson Carson, 7,000 straight Atlanta. Everyone. I was trying to tell people this last week that are worried because Pete Carroll and all this BS. Oh, Penny's back. Guess what? He got two carries, two touches. He barely got used. They don't want to use Penny that you literally, when you're the owner of a team or the, or the coach of a team and your dude fumbles four times in three weeks, like Carson did to start the season, you have no choice, but to punish him that this is an NFL. It's the real big leagues. You, you got to pull guys out for that and say, look, there's a, there's a punishment for fumbling the ball on this roster and on this team. So that had to happen, but he's been great ever since. They're pounding the rock with him. He's more than fine, and this is the best matchup in a spot they can crush. I think you might see Penny in this game, but it'll be in the second half when they've already slammed them and Carson's already done his job. So Carson, Barkley, like both those guys, my fade is CMC. Values were pretty similar, but I kind of like James White more than Sonny Michelle. I do like Sonny. But I, but I like James White a little bit more. He's a, I think he's 100 bucks cheaper. But with them losing Gordon today to the IR and getting Sanu in, who's new to the offense, that, that's going to be a different change up for them. I actually think, and I'll get to this later, that Cleveland gets slept on here and can keep it a little bit closer. So that comes into a couple things in the betting segment and with the Pat Z that we'll talk about. Uh, and I like James White for the short pass game, right? I like him mixed with Edelman. I think it's going to tip top all the way up the field. I think that could end up keeping the game closer in the end but also I saw a stat, James White has something like the second most red zone chances or something that, that and only has one touchdown on the whole season. They just had Michelle get three. I, I don't think they're going to shy away from using White still. And I think in, in that end zone, red zone area, he can be high efficiency at just $100. And then my last one, I'm, I'm like you, really don't like it down here at all. I guess I don't even think I'll, this is, I feel bad because I don't want to give out bad advice. But I was just saying like Ty Johnson at 4,900 with carry on hitting the IR. It's value by the numbers and by the math, the game flow, everything that I expect to see happen. You can still catch passes. That Stafford combination who you talked about and I like as well when we get to stacks. But uh, it does scare me. If, if they weren't going to, you know, hashtag free carry on, how are they going to actually free Ty Johnson? I, I don't know. So we'll see at 4,900. It still seems kind of steep, but he would be considered value with nobody else really there besides the backups who you're just rolling a roulette wheel on. Yeah, and I, I, I can make an argument that, for the price that McKissick is just as in play if you're going to go that route. Um, and I agree with you. And just to clarify, like I haven't played CMC much this year and I'm certainly not going to jump on him now, but like, there's no reason for me to say, Hey, if you like him, go play him. Um, he seems to be an auto play for so many people. I, I may have played him once this year in like my main slate type of build. Um, and certainly at 9,200, I'm not jumping to go there, but the only way I would is if, if what, you said and kind of starts to become a theme of the industry and he, his ownership starts to tank, which it hasn't been like, he's been high owned and returning value every week. Um, but if everybody's hopping off, well then certainly I'll go take leverage on him. But you know, if he's going to be 20 plus percent or whatever, um, there's no reason to, I mean, you're not gaining anything by playing him in a GPP type style um, or an MME type style um, build. Uh, there's just no reason. I mean, you're, you, you just, you're just crossing out a spot with everybody else, but if for some reason we think he's going to get sub 15 or something, then that could be a potential, oh, I'll go play him for that for sure. Um, yeah. Why don't you kick us off wide receivers, two plays fading the values. 
Yeah, first play is going to be Hopkins pairing him up with my my Watson play. Like I said, we've seen we saw a good game. We haven't seen the big game, and, and that's I really do think it's coming. I feel like it's this week. I don't think people are just going to be as high to go there. there. There's other situations they can go to if they think that Seattle Atlanta game is going to be a shootout. They can get on Julio Jones there because now there's no Sanu, and you could think that's a great play, and maybe it is a good tournament play for for people. But I, I don't know. I like Hopkins more personally, and that's in my main stack uh, that as of right now. And then I like Sutton. I always did like Sutton. Like I said, earlier in the season, in week one, Monday Night Football, he cost me a King of the Beach ticket falling down on the one-yard line, and then Sanders got the touchdown. But either way, Sutton now with no Sanders, uh, that is one where it's not that I'm saying it's because the backup fills in. He was more like the damn wide receiver one. So, you know, that's why Sanders was pissed off and sort of wanting to get out of there. So I, I still like Sutton, and he's cheap enough, with honorable mention going to Ridley with Sanu gone. So I, I like three of those plays there. Fade's going to be Cooper Cup. Not just because he didn't pay off the last couple of weeks, but I just, like I said, I really think the spot here is to run the ball. And I think whether it becomes all three of them, if Brown is back and you got Gurley, Brown, Henderson, they can really do whatever they want in this game. But it's not like the Bengals are of a scare or anything. So I'm going to, I'm just not going to go pay that much for Cup when there's other guys, I think, with much bigger ceilings right close by. And that's really what it comes down to me trying to win a huge tournament. I, I don't think he's going to get me there. Uh, and then a couple of values, you know, right there, we're talking 55 and 100, you know, going forward. So, uh, one I liked was Metcalf right at 5K. Uh, I think, like I said, you know, you're, we're not as high, and I, and I like Carson in that game, but I don't mind a weapon like him. He's been getting a ton of red zone usage. I think a big game's in store for him, and I think the price is right against Atlanta. And then Mike Williams as a 4K play. It just doesn't seem right for a guy to be getting all the air yards. Rivers is trying to dial him in. I'm hoping it's this week, but at 4K, I think he's got a ton of value there for a guy with – you know, can sort of break a slate at $4,000. I don't know. What do you think, Guffer? What do you guys got over there? Yeah, I'm, I'm, Lions, I'm, I'm on again um, here, obviously. I like I like Galladay, obviously, terrible week. Not to, I mean, just not a great game last week. Uh, Jones Jr. kind of broke the slate altogether. Um, yeah. It doesn't mean Galladay's bad. I think he has a good matchup. This is going to sound weird, but, I mean, obviously my boy T.Y., I'm on him as a play. But I don't mind going Galladay and Jones Jr. And I, Jones Jr. will probably be matched up against Janoris Jenkins, which we know is not a great defender in general. Um, so double stacking there is not out of question. It could be a little different. Some people may just go, well, Jones Jr. is not going to do that again. I'll just go Galladay. And, and if he winds up kind of going under the radar, um, I certainly don't mind playing both of them. And, you know, and kind of a, a an additional was ty you know that's just to be a little get a little more out there just lines um same as last week i think good spot at home um catch machine got the touchdown last week um it, it kind of like cop like he hadn't had his monster game yet and we know he has at least two or three a year where you know he gets 10 for 180 a touchdown or two and so you know that's always in the back there he's a week healthier made it through last game no issue so uh, my fade, Julio, kind of back to theme of the night. Um, can't pay up for that in that environment. Um, if anybody is going to kind of hit their value, it's him. I just don't see the reason of doing it, especially if Ryan's out. I mean, it's a 100% fade. Um, if you're going to try to be somewhat sneaky and stack Seattle and run it back with Julio, I guess I don't mind that. But for 7,700, I'll go elsewhere. My value is uh, Crowder. I like Crowder this week, especially kind of the theme we started with the Jacksonville. I like Crowder at 4,800 to run it back on the Jet side. Um, can get a lot of volume. I think um, could be kind of a – he seems to get like – I think it was week one, as a matter of fact, when um, 
Darnold played, he got a shit a, a lot of targets. Yeah, fourteen targets week one. Yeah, I don't remember how much last week, but I think I think it, that could. Yeah, in a, in a good game, good game script, he he can return, especially at forty eight hundred. I think it's a great play. Yeah. Um, and then Didi, um, you know, I I don't mind, you know, same stack, same game type deal. Uh, I don't remember. He's like forty five hundred. Um, you know, some cheap value there. That in a week where I don't really like the lower end of running backs, if I can get, you know, a mini stack out of that Jets Jags game, even if it's Didi Crowder Minshew. Um, and then go like Fournette, Barkley or something, you know, having those lower wide receivers allows me to get up to that higher running back uh, angle if you want to take that. So that's my two values for the week. I'll kick off tight end. Um, I'm interested to see what you – I mean, I think it's going to be kind of a – it seems like a chalky week. Um, I mean, Waller's just kind of an automatic play. I mean, he's he's got a dream matchup with Houston in a good game script it would appear – you would think Houston would key on trying to stop him. Um, I don't normally play it, pay up for, for the tight end. Um, obviously, Kelsey would be an auto fade if he was on the slate, but he's the uh, uh, Sunday night or Monday night game, one of the two. Um, so he's not on the slate. So uh, my fade with Waller being my play is it would be Hooper, but I kind of thought you guys would get tired of hearing fade the Falcons. Um He's a guy that obviously could get a lot of target. If Ryan plays, I think Cooper could still be in play. So, so I kind of, I just can't pay sixty five hundred for Kettle in that kind of game versus Carolina. Um, I, you know, he hadn't had that big game yet. Obviously, he could, but I, I just, I think, I think the importance of the higher end running backs this week, not necessarily a dollar amount, but the the thoroughbreds is such an importance that I don't want to pay up at like tight end this week or wide receiver two or, or stuff like that. So. Um, I'm going to fade Kettle, and then my value is Hawkinson. Um, back to the Detroit stack, I think that's a good in-piece uh, to however you want to stack that. $3,500, could get a touchdown. He's been targeted quite a bit, um, so he's my he's my value. Where are you at this week on tight end? We're, we're pretty close on some stuff here, because and I had to have a backup, because I thought at value you were going to have one of two guys, and Hawkinson was one of them. So starting at value, I'll go backwards. I had Hawkinson, so – same thing. I, I actually didn't mention Stafford at all earlier, but it was because he's at 6,100 and he wouldn't fit my value tier or my play because I want to talk with Watson and, and, and Wilson up there. So, um, you know, I love that stack with, like you said, Galladay and, and going back to Marvin. Most people will say, oh, he had a four touchdown game. He can't do it again. Yeah, probably won't have a four touchdown game, but he might have a two touchdown or a one touchdown and be just fine. But I do like mixing Hawkinson into those stacks. So I value back up to him would be someone like Ebron or Doyle. You talked about it already with going back to Hilton. You can go back to Brissett. You can go all that way up. And I don't mind Indy at all in that spot. But I want to talk about Hooper for a sec because I had him down as my play for a couple reasons. And you kind of went backwards on it with me here. But one is if, if the biggest thing on Hooper that some people didn't note or didn't see throughout the season thus far, but some of the stack you know, gurus have gone in and checked, all of Hooper's production has been when the, when the Falcons are down. Not only almost all, some, I think it's like 80% of his touchdowns are in the fourth quarter specifically when they're making the comeback. So that's when they go to him. So one, I think they're going to be down. I already talked about this. You know, Seattle's going to pound them. So I think they'll need him. Two, my take was, you know, almost you just said if Ryan's back, you could go there. I actually think if Ryan's out, you can go there. And because what do we know with backup quarterbacks? They love to pepper up their tight ends because that's sort of their safety blanket. But just from a target perspective alone, he's catching the ball. If he ends up with eight for 50 and that's it, it's not great, but you're not dead. 
with that with that box score, right? You know what I mean? And if he gets in the box the one time, it puts you over the edge again. And tight end is such a tough spot to predict. We've seen it every, you know, the last year, the whole season, this year in the first seven weeks, tight end is super hard to predict and get it right. And the talk often fails. So it's, it's tough to say, but I think, like you said, most people go to Waller there. My fade, identical to you, Kittle. Uh, same thing we've talked about already in that game script. I don't see it for San Francisco needing to use him a bunch. He always can have his big game. I get that. But they have so many guys there, and we saw it with the running game. They're running. If you go look at the box score, I talked about this last week with some guys in the Slack as well. The the running game, you like Coleman's a play, but then you've got all these other guys there that they like to use. They they freaking run Kittle with so, some of these you know spots, you know. So they're running Kittle, Goodwin, Pettis, that you name it. Now they got Sanders there, uh, you know, another mouth to feed. I think it's too easy of a fade, but I don't even like it just because we're fading and everyone's going to be off him. I, I normally like Kittle at low ownership which I think you'll have, but I just don't think it's a good play to go there. Um, I, I can lead off defense, Gup. I'll roll him right into it here, but uh, just two, right? We do a play and a value. My play is actually going to, you know, stick with the theme of what I talked about earlier, being off golf and rolling with that running game, just making some decisions there. But I love the Rams. And it brought up a point I, I mentioned earlier with the Patriots. You know, you, you talk that you, you're, you're dead on. We don't really fade a defense. You either play them or you don't. But I think this is a spot to actually consider a fade because I think people will be on the Patriots after, you know, all the stats have come out that they're, you know, they're, what are they like the tight end one equivalent, you know, the, the wide receiver eight for the league, like they're, they're like the best scoring, you know, point per dollar thing that you can get out there in these 4k ranges. So uh, I'm, I'm not going back to the Patriots defense here. I just, like I said, I feel like Cleveland is going to be able to do some more damage here. I think there's some, you know, merit to be had on a Baker Mayfield play or a Baker Mayfield to Odell. Cause if they both get off just those two, and you could have like a James White or an Edelman or someone like that coming the other way, it might be sneaky. And there's always upside there for Odell Beckham just to take it to the house on one play. So uh, I like the Rams to, for the savings at 500 bucks less at 3,800. Then my value is going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think, you know, Tannehill sparked the Titans a little bit last week. They got the win 23 to 20 over the Chargers, whatever they they're feeling pretty good. Get back. You know, they're still at home. It's just to get back, but they'll get another game at home. You know, people are going to be feeling like that's not really a spot. They're not going to go to Tannehill, so to speak. But I think people will overlook the Bucks. I think the Bucks have the game to stop them and have the ability to, to do something at $2,500. So I don't mind going down to $2,500 bucks and getting them this week. What do you got over on that side, Gup? Mute. Oh, sorry. I, I like the Rams um, as well. I, I mean, I think uh, the Bengals are just not very good. Rams are – I like to try to take defenses that are at home in general – doesn't mean it's the end-all, be-all. Um, I like the Steelers as well, but they're the Monday night game, so that obviously doesn't work. But note for for a showdown, if you want to – or the two-game slate, um, I think they could do well. But um, I do like the Rams. I think uh, 3800 And my value at 2900 which kind of maybe see a little contradictory, but um, I like the Jags not because I think it'll be like a shutout. I just think obviously Donald or Darnold um, can turn the ball over. We've seen that, but um, the the Jags can get some sa- I think this is a, a game where even with the competitive type game, you know, and they're, you know, fairly equal teams in general um, ceiling wise, obviously just everybody's going to be a hundred percent against after what they saw Monday. Um, I think, get some sacks, strip sack, fumble um, type deal that would get you points. Even if the Jets wind up scoring, you know, 17, 21 points, the Jags at 2,900 is a good play. I do like your call as well. I think that's um, a viable option. 
Um, any uh, we've we've normally been cher- trying to cherry pick one of these super cheap this off the wall defenses. Is there anyone there that you go that could hit? Um, and it's worth the risk or no? You, you mean you're not on the Atlanta D after everything you said? <laughs> no, no, no. And then it's so bad. Like I'm looking at it here on my phone. You got you got the Raiders. Not really. Normally, it's, you know, the Raiders are the only possibility because it's that Houston O line that everyone's been targeting. Yes. You, you played the Colts last week. That'd be probably the only one I would consider. You know, Teddy B showed up, so no Arizona. We talked and bad and badmouth Atlanta. Not playing Cincinnati. I'm on the other side with the rate with the uh, Rams and then Cleveland at 2000. I mean, you got to kind of go up to what you just talked about or what I went with with Tampa Bay. So I, I like Tampa Bay Raiders. If I had to go all the way down just for some savings, do, do you like the DK adjustment going down the slow now? I do. I think it's way better. I think I think it's also uh, an edge, right? And we'll we'll talk about it more in the Slack chat with the team and, and the premium members. But I think there's a bit of an edge there to be able to have the defense where you can pick and choose with some of these low ball ones at 1500 bucks. Yeah, and I think understanding, we talked about this last Saturday night, understanding the slate in general helps you. Like last week, it was advantageous to maybe have a good defense because of the lower scoring in general. Um, but you could also, that would kind of be like anecdotal, but you could also say they may not matter as much because your best defense may only have 12 points and your worst may have four or three or whatever. The worst it's playable, not all defenses, but you say you got 10 or eight, six you're looking at. If you got one that's 1,900 or 2,000 on a slate where you don't expect the winning scores to be 300 like they were a few weeks ago or even 280, like we, I, I mean, I said I'd expect it to be 175, 200 type week. Low 200s can take a lot of things down. That's what happened. You can maybe go, all right, I don't, the D may not matter. Having that Patriots 30 point D isn't what I need this week. I, I can save me a lot of salary here. It's going to be slate by slate and week by week, but it is something to look at with those those cheap options down there and what it allows you to get up to. And we've seen it before, especially at the end of games, garbage time, backups. A D could be having like one point and they get like a pick six out of nowhere on Brady's backup or, or a special teams touchdown. And, you know, they, they luck box into five, six points. But for 1900 bucks, you know, it allowed you to get up to whoever – um, there's risk in it, but it, it, it's another it's another deal to analyze and look at. So I think I like it as well. Um, stack of the week, we give our two favorite stacks as a Wednesday night. Obviously, can always change. By this time, you pretty much know who they are. Uh, mine's the Lions. I like you know Stafford. You can go Galladay, Hawkinson. Um, you can even go you know uh, Johnson, new running back, Jones. I mean, there's a lot of mixture there you can do with the Lions. Um, then my second one. You know, I had Colts slash Jags. I didn't really think you'd be on the Jags. Um, a little worried about that game total and, and perception that could be low, but I could go either way there, but I, I do like the Jags. So Lions, Jags for me, um, 2B would be Colts. What about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm staying with Wat, Wat, sorry, Watson. I got Watson, Hopkins, Stills as, as one way to stack it up and then even mixing Kute or one of those tight ends there. Uh, and then that's what I said. I'd save it for here. I, I put it down in my stacks with Stafford, Galladay, Jones, uh, mix it and match with some Hawkinson. Right. I still like the Lions like you do. So I think that's a good one to be on this week for everybody. And then betting contest wise, we give our two favorite plays according to the uh, super contest, super seven spreads that lock in. Um, we went a little early tonight because of no E9, obviously, because the golf tournament had only had already started. Um, what two games are you eyeing? I'm bad at this cup. You know that, but I I like, here's a couple. I I like Cleveland. I talked about plus 13. I think, you know, I don't know if that gets popular or whatnot. It doesn't really matter. It's betting. But I mean, at the end of the day, somebody want to fade the public. So I I don't know. I like Cleveland plus 13. 
I think they keep it a little bit closer. I think it's the one game that the Pats aren't going to be scared or anything. I just think that it seems a little fishy and I, I like Baker. We, you know, he can come back. I, don't, I shouldn't say that. I, I, if someone cut that bit, if JB chops it up, I'll sound like I like Baker, which, you know, I always hate on him. <laughs> I like Baker in this spot. Let me mix that in right quick. Cause I do think he can keep the game a little bit closer. I think this would be sort of the first real matchup that we could see Brady struggle a little bit. So I, I like Cleveland plus 13. And I don't know, like, I just never think the bills are good. So I don't know how, I know they're at home. I know it, it's Philly and they've looked bad, but I just don't know why the bills are ever a favorite against the Eagles besides they could chop up their secondary and whatever, but uh, Philly plus one and a half. I'll take it because I think the bills get, are getting too much respect to be a favorite here in any way, shape or form. Yeah. I like the bills in that game right now. We'll see how the line um, kind of moves. I think them looking like complete terrible, you know, ass last week doesn't help that scenario because people think um, overreaction there and go to the bills, which normally I don't like being on that spot. That's um, where I'm at. Yeah. My free release of the week, I released it as soon as the line hit. Dolphins plus 14 and a half um, at Pittsburgh Monday night. Super line, it's 14. So if you're if you were in the if you're part of the community, you got that line at the at a key number of get the hook on the 14 and a half uh, Monday when I, I think I posted it. Um, but I do like them 14 and a half. One of these days they're gonna. I mean they they covered last week. You know I thought they were gonna give it away. They tried for the onside and then. Um, <laughs> they took it to the house. So I was like, please don't do that again. Um, but, and I like the Raiders six and a half. I think the Raiders, if you watch that, that's one of the games I rewatched later. Um, I mean, that guy that blew so many chances down the red zone and, and bad turnovers and the stupidest ruling in NFL that if a guy, you know, fumbles the ball out of the end zone going into score, it's a touchback and the other team gets it. I, I don't, I think I think the offensive teams are still retaining possession and maybe it goes back to the 20 or whatever. I don't know how they fix it, but I still think I don't see the defense didn't do anything there to create it. So I, and everybody kind of argues that. So I don't know why they didn't fix that yet. But I think the Raiders are a lot better than what they showed there. And we've seen some of their victories. Um say say as much. Um the question will be is this will be the game to say, can Carr and them keep up pace if, if this turns into a higher scoring game yet to be determined, but they should be able to run the ball and the, control the clock on the, on the Texans with Jacob, um, uh, Josh. And so I'm interested to see how that game plays out. I'll take the six and a half on the road with the Raiders. I'll piggyback that to say my best chance at an underdog. And this is one of those weeks that I think you'll see some wreckage uh, could be a public goes down week. You have how many games we got here? I think it's 11 or 12. 15 games on the slate, oh, total, I believe, total. a total. And you have 13 home favorites. So only two home dogs, both of which um, one is the complete garbage Falcons. The other one would have been a home favorite had Mahomes not got hurt against the Packers. So if you throw that game out, every single game, the favorite team is the home team um, minus the Seahawks. So, Typically in that situation, dogs come a barking because the public loves favorites, loves home favorites, and normally three or four casualties happen. Be aware on your survivor picks. That's always a bad thing as well. But um, I'll take the Raiders as the best chance to pull the upset on the road. Uh, six and a half point dog, as I said, but they're the ones I like the best as of now. What about you? I'm like you. I like the, the you're looking at obvious spots. You mentioned where everyone just wants to hop on the bills there. Probably. I like the Eagles, but because I use that in my super seven, I had a piggyback on it and it goes with my same theme of the night, but I, I like Tampa 
over Tennessee. What I, everything I just talked about with Tannehill, I don't expect that to continue. Um, you know, with me talking about how they shut down CMC, I know CMC scored two touchdowns on them. That's the DFS value thing that week, but they really did shut down the run. And all Tennessee has is Henry. If they shut Henry down and just force Tannehill to throw his weapons, they're not that good. And I think that they're going to be fine here. And I think Tampa, we've seen Jameis have great games. We've seen them go off and, and get it going, even if it is a little bit higher scoring, and then dust off some teams and, and make quick work of them. So I think Tampa, Tampa Bay is going to win. I think, like you said, there's a lot of dogs that could win this week in these spots. You know, Oakland was one you said. Uh, another one I had in mind was if Darnold bounces back, everyone thinks he's seeing ghosts like we joked about, and that he can't do it. He could put something on him. If, if that game stays close, he, they could just get a last-minute score and win the game over all of our Minshew stacks. And then uh, the Eagles, who I talked about already, I like quite a bit as well. Yeah, both both uh, Jets and Bucks are on my short list of games I'm handicapping still. Um, Bucks, it's, it just comes down to Jameis not turning the ball over. Super talented, throws for a shit ton of yards, and if he doesn't turn the ball over, they can be in any game they're in, right? We've seen them with the Rams and, um, you know, last game out before their bye, you know, he had four or five interceptions over in London, I believe, and, and they still barely – I mean, it wasn't like the, 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 the Panthers killed them. They were competitive in a sense. They, he just kept turning the ball over. So, yeah, they're a live dog as well. There's a lot of live dogs this week. Um, just for that, I think this sets up for a typical public get smashed type weekend. A um, little narrative streak there. Um, kind of wrapping all that up. We are done there. I will, I will, I, I never win anything in our own contest, but, but your boy is on the first page of the leaderboard in the Super Seven. So it won't last long, but I got to, I got to take my own stance there to, um, luck box my way into to be in, in the 11th place right now. Hopefully I can keep that going. That's been a lot of fun in general. Um, I know the GC Cup and the GC FFLs are probably one of our most favorite deals. Once people understand, uh, some of the new guys don't quite get it at first, but then once they all get it, they absolutely love it and it continues to grow. So good. Uh, yeah, we will be have information probably in the next four to six weeks on the one and done um, and how we're going to roll that out for 2020. Obviously, we, we're trying to take a little break at some point um, to rejuvenate for golf season by the time we get through football, golf, and everything else going on now. Any final thoughts to you before we wrap it up tonight? Uh, no, same as always, the, the survivor pick of the week. So uh, I'm going to say Rams or Steelers. Who do you got? I'm still, I still have my one that I've not lost, in, um, and it's probably going to be an auto Vikings tomorrow night. I think that's too – I don't see them losing at home to the Redskins. So. Right kind of chalky i don't think they've been in a chalk spot um it, you know if they had i, I mean seahawks would probably be one i i just don't see them losing to atlanta no, there's, no, there's no way the vikings lose I, I couldn't remember if we could use the thursday game or not but i don't know would... uh in mine i can jb he can tell me my mic if we can in ours i don't know that for sure i think you can um i know the superset okay yes. yeah yeah you you can't suit Survivor. Super Seven is uh, Sunday, Monday only. We don't use a Thursday game. So yeah, I was I was gonna check myself, but I'm out, so I couldn't find it. <laughs> so that's no. Good. I'm out, I'm out too in ours. I'm out yeah. in the Gubs Corner one, but I did know that Survivors uh, Thursday is live, so I imagine there'll be a lot of Vikings. Um, and sure. but Super Seven, we never use a Thursday game. So, um, you know, as always, join us Saturday night, seven o'clock Eastern for the Audible. The last three weeks, if you've been in there or watched it, we do link it um, behind the, the premium side. So if you're out with family or whatever those nights, you can watch it later on. You have probably, if you followed some of the advice, either been in money, made money, been right there. Um, I've personally received a ton of DMs. I share them with the team with guys saying, 
you know, you won me money. I, guys, I wouldn't even on. I changed Saturday night. Um, it's been awesome information. Uh, and we don't, I know people think we're pushing it, like peddling it to get people to buy. It's not, the, the point is, we've said this over and over, golf is a 48-hour wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And it's even closer these last two weeks and the next week because the tournament's already started. Football lasts so long. There's so much information. Nothing's finalized until, you know, even Sunday morning, but it starts coming together Friday afternoon, final reports come in, practice reports. Um, then Saturday you start cranking through, you know, eliminating and moving and shifting. And it's just hard to get everything you can in a pod on a Wednesday. And that's why it's so important. It's so valuable to be in there. Um, fortunately, our education throughout the 72 hours after this has, has been spot on so far. So hopefully we can keep that going Saturday night. Um, like I mentioned, if you can't join us live, it does link up and you can always go view it afterwards at night or Sunday morning as you have your coffee and breakfast. Um, now's the best time to join Gup's Corner. Um, I have committed to our very limited 25% off through tonight. Um, I'll evaluate it later and I may run it the rest of the week. We had a huge response uh, leading up to opening night last night for NBA. We rarely use 25% off. Um, we probably will use it less than four times all of 2020. Uh, this year was a lot of promos, discounts. Obviously, we're trying to build up the brand and get people on and, and show them what we're about. Foundation is there. Um, it speaks for itself in many levels. If you're a guy that, you know, um, you struggle to go pay for content because you're only paying 40 bucks a week, 20 bucks a week, 50 bucks a week, 100, whatever, and, and you, you know, the, the subscription is four times that, um, where your place, you can't get a better offer than, than what we offer. Um, our content analysis package includes everything, all sports that we provide. We've added NBA and MLB starting now. So NBA kicked off last night. We got Preston and Dan, um, heading that up. Preston's our lead there and Dan's helping him out through the season. Um, very active in Slack, Slack leading up to tip off, uh, great articles, great advice there. MLB will be headed by Derek. Um, he did a test run in the Slack and everything. Went great. Everybody loved him. We crushed the last two week, two months of MLB um, in that Slack. Those people made a lot of money. The great thing is, is when you join, you're locked in for life, whatever price you join. Now's the time to lock it in because you get 25% off any package you want. Monthly, annual, um, combo pack, tools only if that's what you want, or the content analysis. Content analysis includes all the sports, college football, NFL, PGA, NASCAR, horse racing, MLB, NBA. We have a premium football tools package right now. Um, you still got over half the season left. You can get in there, buy the monthly, 25% off, have it for a couple months, and then you, know, you can move off of it. You can buy the combo pack, which locks you in. I will tell you the football package will be more money in 2020 because of what we're adding. This was our, um, you know, inaugural year of rolling it out. So super cheap now. The only advantage of buying it now and getting 25% off and staying into it, especially the annual, you can get it for like 40-something bucks with this discount for a whole year. Um, you're locked in next year. I promise you it's going to go up because we're adding some enhanced um, deals there. Our, and then the last bit is we are rolling out, we have been rolling out our PGA tools that will go live for the Tournament of Champions. If you join now, you have free access to that. Every member right now has access to it through the entire fall swing leading up to the Tournament of Champions, and then we'll go live with our premium tools package as well. Great stuff there. Slack's amazing. The community is amazing. Um, join us Saturday night, like I said, seven o'clock. 
hopefully next week, or if not earlier, we'll be able to announce, push. You'll see all kinds of stuff about the branding, T-shirts, hats, combo packages, HB3 Foundation shirts. Everything is locked and ready to go. We're waiting on our last piece. Should be in within days, and we'll let that out. I know we've had tons of people anxious to get it. If I didn't mention, the Listener League winner does get a free combo of the new shirt and new hat. Be sure to fill that up. We, we were chomping at the bit Sunday morning to get that full. Um, get in there and get it filled up for us. Um, we'll see you Sunday night. Enjoy your late night golf, basketball, college football, NFL. We are rocking and rolling right now with, with tons of sports. Um, have fun, and we'll see you guys in Slack later on. Good night.